Welcome into the I-80 Club, Wednesday night in the club. In the club. He's Jack, I'm Josh. If you're listening live, you're a patron. If you are listening before Saturday, you are a patron. And hopefully you listen to us today on Unsportsmanlike Conduct. Jack drove to Omaha. He filled in for John. We had a lovely four hours of conversation about all sorts of things, including Nebraska basketball, Jack. How about that? I brought up notice or notable Nebraska basketball topics. I brought it up multiple times and there was once I was asking Schaefer a question and you were like, Oh, look at, look at that. What's going on here? So yeah, props to props to me. You're welcome. Everybody. It, was, it wasn't because you brought, you only asked him a question. You confessed listening to his entire basketball podcast, which like, I know your love of podcasts, but I also know you're like aggressive disinterest sort of in Nebraska basketball and Nebraska Creighton. So I was just amazed yes. you listened to that podcast. You truly love podcasts. You have no, proven that, it to me. I mean, I do love podcasts, but today that was for, that was for prep. I was prepping because I was like, I'm doing a show with Jack. We're probably going to talk some Nebraska basketball. I should do a little bit of prep for this. And Thus, I listen to the pod. Like, you know, I what do I do? What is other parts of prep? Reading a lot. Podcasts can be prepped too true, because it's can. just a conversation. It's Ken. Uh, you, uh, and then we got a text from Mike after, um, after it in after Mike the text, interview. After the interview, Mike texts us. Says best part of that appearance is the incredulity Jack had over Josh listening to something Nebraska basketball related. Classic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, I even listened. I've listened to like two Nebraska basketball related discussions this year. So. You know, I'd say that I'm at a pretty good spot one month into the season. There will be an uptick now, though. There will be. We'll talk about it, I'm sure, on the pod for at we least I don't know three minutes tonight. I can't really remember last winter. Did we talk about what else did we talk about in the podcast? We had to talk about it sometimes. Yeah. Oh, we will. Amount. Yeah. Yeah. We did. We did. Uh, we will. None of the Creighton fans were triggered by the Nebraska ball talk because I talked about it in a very kind of reasonable, fairly neutral. Uh, objective way on the whole thing. So 100%. Yeah. I think I did. Anyway. Yeah, I thought you did a very good job. You didn't make fun of them. You didn't poke fun no, at them. Sort of. You maybe know? it was disappointing to some people, actually. Now I feel kind of guilty about that. Yeah, you were very kind about it. Yeah. If I didn't know any better, I would think that you were I, like a down the middle observer of college hoops in I this get area. Sort of. You know what? This is a. I shouldn't do this. I should be bold. But I get a little freaked out when I go up uh, on. Especially like I don't know in studio with you really? on the Creighton, just on the Creighton Nebraska thing. Interesting. Like, like I don't want to go to, I don't know. I shouldn't be that. I know that's dumb. No, yeah, I you am what be I yourself. am. I am what I am. I should be an ass about it. Um, I should have Definitely. you know be be really mean to Creighton fans, and I just wasn't. That's it was yeah. a, well. It was hey, maybe maybe you'll have a chance to on Monday. Maybe you'll have a chance to on Monday. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and so we uh, we did we did four hours of radio, so we are going on our fifth right now of conversation, and we covered a variety of topics from the press conference today to uh, to punt what constitutes punch to BW three of the late nineties uh, and the the fall of BW three Buffalo Wild Wings and Subway. There's a lot covered today. So. Oh yeah, plenty of discussions. Plenty. plenty of discussions, which I guess leads me to the question. Uh, where did we leave off, and what do you want to start with today? If uh, if you I mean, know. we were doing a lot of like college football playoff stuff. Oddly enough, at the very end of the show, it seems like we're mostly in agreement on on college football playoff related things. You were making fun of John. Also, I think John was listening in because he <laughs> sent Nick and I. A, he sent Nick and I a DM. He was like, "Hey, 
just to let you know, it sounds like the... Uh, Oh, he said, good news is the tie line will work from the hotel, so that's how I'll connect for the show. We were worried that he was going to have to do the show on his uh, on his computer in StreamYard with this really bad video game headset that he has. So when he let us know that, I was like, oh, shit, was he just listening to us as we kind of dumped on his bad playoff opinion over and over? And I would say that to his face, so I'm not yeah, like, I, I don't feel bad no, by I it, but I was like, are. oh, man, I hope that he wasn't listening there because I'll feel kind of bad. Uh, my my big conclusion on the on the playoff discussion, we don't have to rehash everything we talked about. You can listen to the podcast of that if you want to hear it. My biggest takeaway from that whole discussion, Josh, is how freaking exciting I am, excited I am for the first weekend of playoff football starting next year, like one year and three weeks from right now. Very excited for that. That weekend yeah. before Yeah, December, we, I started running through the so calendar, and you were like, oh, my gosh. We'll have games this day. We'll have games this day. Dude, it got, yeah, it got when really you were fun. reading them through, it was kind of it was doing the it was doing the trick for me. Yeah. We were, were getting the, fired up for football game. a year from now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Bruce says uh it's part of the reason you don't want Georgia in the playoff because they don't you don't want to tarnish the nineties Husker dynasty. I didn't really think of that. I guess that's true, but I'm just tired tired of the SEC teams. Yes. I'm tired of Georgia, Alabama. I was tired of Clemson. I guess that's less so now. I'm just tired yeah. of, of those teams. That's it. Yeah. That's that's basically all. I want to see some new uniforms in the championship games. That's it. Yeah. I I, I mean, it's why, like, I do kind of a bit with, my, I don't like Texas. I root against Texas sometimes, too. But I don't hate them like a lot of people do. But I would like to see them in the playoff. They have never made it. They would be an interest, they're a different helmet to see in the playoff. I think they're an interesting team. Um, You know, I, I am for more interesting teams in this year's playoff. I would love to see a, a group of teams that, you know, have a chance to to win the championship or have a chance to make some noise or have a chance to challenge some people. So um, I'm I'm excited for the potential of that, but I'm with you. Like, I don't really want Georgia or Bam in. Obviously, one of them is going to make it. I really don't see a world where both do, which is nice, but one of them will get in and, you know, it's funny. I hadn't thought of it from that perspective either that Bruce asked. Jack is part of the reason you don't want Georgia in the playoff because you don't want it to tarnish the 90s dynasty. Like, I hadn't thought of that, but, I mean, if they do win three in a row, no Did- one's done that. Nobody's in the modern done era, that? Alabama has Minnesota that? did it in the 30s, but that doesn't count. Bama, you know? never no one's did done that? it in the AP era. It's just really weird that Bama didn't ever do that. Yeah, Bama didn't do it. Obviously, Nebraska didn't do it. Florida State didn't I guess do it. Clemson stopped them that one year, right? Clemson, yeah, Clemson won two out of three. They won in 16 and 18, and Bama won in 15 and 17, and then LSU won in 19. So, hmm. yeah, they, they, uh, they hadn't. They haven't done it. So I mean, that'll be pretty. Uh, that'll be pretty different if they obviously get it done. Um. So I mean, there's. It was sort of a. It was actually a relatively kind of newsworthy Husker football day um, between Matt Rule speaking, giving some updates between some knowing now what a couple of players are going to do that we didn't know before. Um, I'll start with that uh, for for people. Everybody here probably knows already. But Nick Henrich uh, did what I think a lot of people probably expected and said that he's going to have his career be over. He did have one year left. He just tore his ACL. He's had health problems in the past. He seems like he's been here. Uh, It was kind of surprising to me that he still had a year left because it felt like he had been here a long time. And Mm -hmm. you just he's probably to a point where he's just ready to keep going, move on with life, recover from injury, and and get going. So I don't think that was shocking. Rule did say in the press conference that Ben Scott is going to be back. Uh, that was really the only one where he came out and said what was going to happen, I think. Well, that's not true. He said, uh, also, Ty Han is 
leaving to go work on the farm and get married. <laughs> Which was funny. Uh, the the uh, National College Football Media had a lot of fun with that. Did they? Oh, oh yeah. I had no idea. Oh, yeah. Like Spencer Hall. Like there was a lot of, wait, is he going to the farm or is he going to farm? So the <laughs> Sam McEwen tweet ended up blowing up because he was the really? one that I saw that. Yeah. Here, I'll see if I can find it real fast. I did not know about that. I did yeah. not know. Oh, that. yeah. It totally blew up. Like the number of views on that thing has to just be an astronaut. Uh, and then the other number. one he said is Blaze Gunnarsson is <clears throat> not going to come back. It sounded like he's done with football, but I don't know for sure if that's true or not. He didn't quite totally clarify that. Um, All right. So r- real quick, I'll give background on some some other tweets before I read the, the Ty Han one. Matt Rule says his team, he doesn't see his team as unlucky. He says his minus 17 in the turnover margin is a little lucky to be 5-7, and seven, appreciates the team fight. 18,000 views. Uh, Rule expects Ben Scott to come back. He says Bryce Benhart, Isaac Gifford, and John Bullock are working through process. 15,000 views. Rule says Ty Han going to farm engaged and Blaze Gunnarsson injuries are moving on from Husker football. <laughs> 662,000 views. Dang. What are we doing? Oh. 662,000 views. I hope he's got Twitter blue so he's getting paid for engagement. That's a lot. Oh, That's a seriously. Lot. That's a lot of tweets. That's a lot of tweets. Um, Yeah, I mean, he kind of came in. Han, they were talking about him a lot during fall camp and only saw a little bit of him. Didn't he have a big catch against Illinois, if I recall? Yeah, he had yes. a big catch against Illinois. And, yeah. and wasn't... Uh, wasn't Blaze Gunnarsson a like a black shirt at the very beginning of the year? Like the starting, he was oh one God, of the starting defensive ends, right? Wow, you remember that? He was in that initial group of black shirts. I remember the picture. Chuck because, says he was. Yeah, he was in that initial group with Robinson, and it was basically him, Robinson, and Hutmaker across that mm. across the front front three. So, and then you just didn't, you really didn't see much. Much of him after the very beginning of the season, so yeah. so we know that about the roster. Like now, Ben Scott coming back is good. I didn't know that. I didn't know for sure. That's that nice, was, man. That's yeah, huge. I think that's like, really nice. That was sort of that's sort of low key, like the big news of the day. I think actually uh, that that Ben Scott and he also indicated that basically Ben Hart, Corcoran. Uh, you mentioned the other guys, the line ba- other linebackers that are or other defensive guys that are still kind of deciding. Um. I don't know. Do you think any of the if those guys are really looking at the NFL, are any of them? I mean, like Bullock, the linebacker Bullock, he should definitely stay another year if he's thinking about trying to play pro. At this yeah. point, I would think. Um, yeah, I mean, he got asked that question about like how many players will you know he thinks could get drafted, and what did he say? It was like you know, he said like one to three, three would be drafted. He thought three to six could make a roster, and he yeah, said Newsom so. was the one he th- he thinks he was. Believes will be drafted. He didn't say who the other two were, and so I was trying to think of who the other two might be in that conversation. And I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's actually, why it's 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 why you know I think to the news of the last two days. And it's funny, Jack. Here's something that we didn't even discuss on the show, but the uh, all conference team for the offense came out. And you know, today, yesterday, we learned about the defense. And one of the things that really stood out to me, and I, I know that. We we definitely would quibble, right, with the number of players that were actually on the all all conference team because there was just one player and that was a third teamer. Um, I thought Newsom. I thought Newsom should have been there for sure. Yeah, and, 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 and Hutmaker and Hutmaker yeah. and maybe Robinson, but yeah, and so Hutmaker and Newsom. So if if we all agree on that, but like do understand maybe why there weren't as many. I mean, it does tell me the high end talent 
it's not good enough to go to the pros right at this moment. Yeah. And so, you know, a lot of them, you, you hope that a lot of them come back and, and, you know, continue to develop in 2024. Seriously, who are the other two that he's talking about? Reimer? Reimer's not getting I don't drafted. Know. I want to, yeah. uh, Ben Hart? Maybe Ben Hart? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. When you look at like size and potential just based off of his body type, Reimer, yeah, perhaps. Ben, um, he wouldn't be talking about like Omar. Omar Brown, would he? Omar Brown? I don't think so. Man, I can't think of who else. Maybe I'm forgetting some somebody else that that would be, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> no, not Sims. Thank <laughs> Jeff you, Sim. It's funny. I almost made that exact same joke, but I, then I felt bad. Great don't mind. feel bad. Yeah, Ahan doesn't have any shame. He'll make it. Bleak, yeah, I mean, before the season, throw. that was the shit the rule was saying, that, that he was a potential guy to, to get drafted. It's still you know? crazy. We were it, all like, what? Is he going to be good? Josh, it, no. I mean, it's crazy. Has there ever been that much of a misfire on like an all-in transfer decision than Jeff Sims? Who did? Were we more off on Sims or t- I get? Yes, the answer is yes. Because I was going to say, what about Tanner Lee? Tanner Lee still had production though. He still he still had production. No, yeah, he touched No, he yeah, played he the whole season. Bounds ahead. Much better. Yeah, he didn't snap the ball into guys in motion every third play. Didn't Tanner you know? Lee go play for the Jaguars for a while? Yeah, you got into the pros. He made yeah. it to the yeah. See, Jordan says Oshawn Mathis. No, see, but no, Oshawn Mathis no. tackled people. He played the sport of football. He had, he had a really good last game against Iowa last year. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, not close. Not did Tanner Lee get drafted? Is I that, believe he did. I think he was drafted what? in the seventh round. Yeah, dude. Total. Look at his body. It was just all based off of shorts and t-shirts, and he's six four, and you know, a pocket passer. Yeah. They love that no, stuff. No, none of those are close to the swing and miss. Yeah. With yeah. Jeff Sims, There's I mean, think about it, like Jack. It. Like, there may be nothing like it ever again. Ever again. Uh, he there, played. There, he played eight quarters and was healthy for unhealthy for only like two weeks. I was gonna say he was he was unhealthy for maybe twelve quarters and he played eight the entire season and he he was a single digit guy. He went to to uh, Indianapolis like he was supposed to be the what? guy. What and they happened? missed it so bad. What? happened josh i want the story what in the heck happened there there is going to be a great story from this right at some point in the in the in the off season someone will get some stuff on background and like we played the audio today from rule and man it is just without saying it it is just such an obvious admission of like this guy sucks because he's like, look, I'm not going to say that a player wasn't very good. It's like, yeah, but you just did. Well, you per, just the admitted question was to us what, that he stinks. The question was, what did you learn with the process? The tra- like, what did you learn with the process? With yeah. Yeah. And he was like, yeah. well, I'm never going to say anything bad, but. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, damn. Like that, you you just said something bad about him. You Man. like literally just said something bad about him. Right. I so, mean, yeah. they couldn't anticipate whatever mental struggles there were, which again, I you're right. I mean, because they didn't appear to pop up in his previous stop for whatever no. for whatever reason. But even prior to that, just the the incre- even prior to all that popping up, the the seven quarters prior to that were so bad. We're just so yeah. bad with the turnovers. Holy moly! Yeah, yeah. And uh, and then every time he played, every time he played, you know, I mean, like remember the 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 moment he came in for the. The Purdue game, you know, like, like I think he played for three or four plays. And I would say that like 75% of those were not very good. It of course ended with the, the fumble return, but there was the guy in motion. It almost resulted in a snap directly into him. 
Uh, there was the, he turned the wrong way on one of the snaps. Like it was just every time he played, it was a disaster. Every single time it, it played, and like I know we talked about it a lot, and and we kind of joked about you know like what we were hearing, and like everything that I heard about the quarterback situation ended up being incredibly founded throughout the season. But I, I do think that there was some truth to what you were hearing, in that like they're ready to get him on the field, they're ready to get him on the field, they're ready, to, and then. Something changed, and it was just, nope, never mind. He is minute. not going to play. Yeah, he is not going to play. At the last minute in two different weeks, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, I mean, and it is, I, I do feel for, you know, if he was really going through some kind of just whatever it was, the 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 sort of pressure of all of it was just too much. Like, I feel bad. I feel bad for everyone involved. It is, but it's still, and it's not me like shedding doubt that those things were real. But like, it is. I mean, he was playing; he was starting on a Division One team in the ACC. I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. and and somebody said he didn't light it up. Well, he did light it up compared to we did, what he did here. And like, you watch his highlight. I watched his entire highlight, like these ten minute highlight tapes on him last year. And when he was when he looked good throwing it deep, he looked pretty good. Yeah, as well. Well, with, with he looked passing. good. He looked good like the first couple of drives. He, I, I'd say the first half until the interception against Minnesota. And I swear that is a moment in time. That interception at the goal line, everything changed. Like, you know, the the old what would have happened if they would have played the Akron game. The new version of that is what would have happened if Jeff Sims didn't throw an interception at the goal line against Minnesota in week one. Like, obviously, he wasn't going to be the guy. But, man, it just... Everything changed in that exact moment. He had one touchdown pass all year, right? And it came on that goofy trick play Gosh, the one where dropped. the ball bounced to him and he threw the touchdown. That's his one touchdown pass for the whole oh year. Gosh, that's crazy. for the whole year. That's oh, crazy. It is there are the what ifs about that game are actually really interesting. You know, what yeah. what if about Jeff Sims if they win that game and he's got one last turnover and what does that mean leading into the Colorado game for his performance? And now, man, that Colorado game just looks so miserably bad now after the season is over. It looks Not so great. terrible. And they were better than yeah. they were Colorado was much better. better. Than, but but they still. were playing like a confident football team. They were not confident at the right. end. Of the or year. the replay gives Irvin the T D or whatever. Man. Yeah. Oh, so many. So many what ifs, yeah. but you know, if if uh, if it some buds were candy and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. Yeah. Jab says, "Are there any important rivalry basketball games happening this week?" I've noticed. I've noticed this, uh, with uh, some Husker uh, fans, and this is, by the way, I'm not picking on anybody here. Of some who are like, "I want to dive into the mess and the muck of this season, and I really want to discuss it more and more." And then I've noticed others where it's like, "Can we move the fuck on? And can we talk some Nebraska basketball? They're undefeated for Christ's sake!" Yeah. And I imagine Jabs is in the latter camp. Um. Yeah, I feel. I understand moving on too. I, there was just yeah. there was just news today is all. I mean, I think yes. As long as there's news, um, I'm willing to. I'm still interested in talking about it, and I think there was today. And the other news, while we're talking about it, football wise, because I think this is new stuff, is Rule spoke on the issue of getting a transfer quarterback, um, and he made it sound like, well, you know, we might. It's going to cost some money, and there's only certain guys that I want, and we like to do it the hard way too, where we just bring up the guys that we have now. Josh and I are in agreement that any insinuation he made that they're not going to go for a transfer quarterback should be ignored because they definitely are going to get one. And if they don't, I can't imagine the reaction. 
So correct. It, There's it, no way. If I don't buy it, if nothing else, just because of the numbers in that quarterback room right now, you just got to yep. have more guys. Assuming Jeff Sims is leaving, which it sounds like he is. So yep. yeah, you've got with with a true freshman coming in, and then you know the two guys who played this year, and then two guys who you know I don't think are ever probably going to play uh, that are on the roster too. They've got to have another body at this point. So of course they're getting a transfer. Of yes. course they're getting a transfer. Just comes to the question is what kind of kind of quarterback are they going after? And we hit on this a little bit today. We never actually dived into it entirely, but it's like, what do you want? If if and I, I want to come up with like a nice list of like types of quarterbacks because I I feel like we could put together a solid list, and that's like proven power five guy. And, and for the record, obviously, I don't think any of us think they can get that. Like a true proven power five guy. And then there's a proven G5 guy and then a proven FCS guy. And then you go to the next level, and that is the um, you know, former four or five star that didn't really play at X, Y, or Z. And then after that, you have and like I would consider those the young guys. It's funny, Jim and O'Neill actually just posted one. And this is a name that has been said to me. Uh Lincoln Kineholtz from South Dakota. I think he's actually come up at some point in time uh, in the club. He's in, he's at Ohio state right now. I believe he was a four star in high school. Um, there's like been some noise about his like mom getting a job in Lincoln or something. I have no he, idea. He's actually, he's originally from South Dakota. He went to high school in South Dakota. You mean he's from South Dakota. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And so Josh says he's a dude. Yes, please. So Lincoln would fall into the, uh, like the former, four or five stars that haven't played a whole lot at their current schools. And then in the other bucket, so like what is that? Like four or five different types of quarterbacks. Interesting. Well then you get into the then you get into the Jeff Sims model, right? Which and I would consider like Tanner Lee a part of this. So you can go at any level and it's a guy who has played, he has started games, but there are like obvious warts and you are getting like I mean none of these people are guaranteed, right? Um, but but this version of the quarterback would be like true boomer bust of something went wrong at their previous stop. Maybe it's development. Maybe it's the player himself. And you believe that you can make him better. I will give um, you this. I have to imagine that that's going to be a model, Jack, that they don't want to do. Agreed. They are not going to do that one. No, they'll do everything different possible than Jeff Sims is my guess. Yes. Like uh, yes. my example for that this year would be uh, Kaliak Manis from Minnesota. Correct. Yeah. Screw that. No, thank you. Yeah, no. That sounds horrible. Yeah, which it's weird that he's so many, so many quarterbacks in the portal already. It's not even open on Monday. It's not yeah. even open till Monday. It's crazy, Josh. Like, I yeah. like, like 10 guys I know that I don't even have to look up are in yeah. the like players. Yeah, when that you I've see, watched when you like see these names and you're like, whoa, I, I recognize like, that name. Ward from Washington State, uh, like yeah. Van Dyke from Miami, uh, like, uh, I can't think of his name now for the Kansas State guy that we've talked Did about. Did you say Cam Ward already? Uh, War, yeah, Ward. I said already. Yeah. Alec Manis, as as I was talking about. Um, yeah. The the Riley Leonard, the Duke guy. Um, yes. Yeah. That name freaked everyone on the not Grayson everyone, McCall. but it, just everyone on the internet today was like, "Oh, okay, Riley yeah. Leonard's in the Gra- portal. Grayson He's McCall. going to Notre right. Dame." And I know, I know, most of these guys are ticketed somewhere else. I'm just saying, Grayson McCall. I'm just saying the level, the amount of dudes that I've seen play extensively. Entering the transfer portal this year is already, it feels like, bigger than last year. Yeah. To some yeah. degree. And so there's going to be plenty of guys in there. There's guys so who what, have championship what? games on Saturday. You might hear, who knows? I still wonder if one of the Texas quarterbacks is transferring. 
Um, oh, dude, yes. I have to imagine. I I think the – so Quinn Ewers will either be there or he'll go to the pros. I think Arch Manning is going to be there. Um, so then Malik. it's uh, – what's Malik. Yeah, Malik, yep. yeah. So that he's going to be the one that leaves, in my opinion. He is going to be the one And he's a fascinating – oh, the, the Arkansas guy. Well, uh, another one that I've watched play. Yeah, did you mention Will Howard from Kansas Will State? Will Howard, I couldn't he's think in, of his name, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in the portal. Yep. Yeah. There's ton, Like, that's ton. Josh, that's like – that's like half the quarterbacks I can name in college football. Yeah, or like a it's third. A lot, it's a yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of name name quarterbacks. Yeah, you know, all over the place. It's going to be insane. The battle yeah. for this and the bidding wars, as he referred to today, um, it's going to be crazy. And Nebraska's got to get in the mix of that. And and like you said, kind of find the 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 model that they want for this thing. I sure wish. I sure wish it would be quick, Josh, that we would have a quarterback coach uh, hired and switch Satterfield to tight end. That's priority one. Rule didn't even shut it down today. He did not, you know, and that was one of the clips that we never got to today. But his answer on that told me all I needed to know about the fact that that will definitely happen. He he said it. He goes, you know, our original plan was that Satterfield was going to be coaching the tight ends, and then it didn't happen. Obviously, when he says that, he's talking about Jake Peets, who ended up staying with the Rams. In the NFL. So, yeah, he, I think you just described it very well. Didn't shoot it down. So, that seems to be the move. Yeah, um, think, he and, said it's yeah. early, basically, yeah. which it is. Yeah. But I would like to have that person in place for this quarterback transfer, the quarterback portaling that they do, honestly. Yeah. The, the thing that I wonder about is like, okay, so we just talked about what type of quarterback will they go after? What type of quarterback's coach will they go after? Because, on one hand, if you're leaning NFL, Jack, there are still six weeks left in the NFL regular season. Exactly. Yeah, uh, and obviously, more more than that if you're in the playoffs. And then in college, there's one week left for conference championship participants. Obviously, people want to leave before bowl games. See you later. Unless you're playing in the playoff, then you probably would want to stay. So if you're leaning the college route, you can essentially do that at any time. If you're going the pro route, I just can't imagine he would want to do that unless he had somebody locked up. Yeah. Then you know we're going to be waiting around for quite some time. No, they got. I think I think it's important that they have, if they get a quarterback coach, that they have them involved in this in this process of getting a quarterback out of the transfer portal, both recruiting them and having some say in the guy that they that that quarterback coach wants. I want their input, right? Hell, I want some new Jack, bring in a guy with maybe if he's a quarterback yeah. coach in college. Josh, right I want some new eyes on the quarterback transfer portal this year. Fair to say, yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that entirely. So, we'll see. Um, any other bits of news from today? Somebody else. Somebody asked who may may transfer out. I still don't have a good like. I mean, it might be that it might be that Gunnarsson is going to transfer and play somewhere else. Um, but what in the heck? Hell. What the what in the world? Is okay. someone trolling us with these weird things okay, that are happening this is in Discord this recently? Keeps happening on on a yeah, because earlier I did a, remember last week I did yeah. a thumbs up and the thing popped up. Yeah, I was just holding I my hoodie and that. then suddenly it was like fireworks were it's going. It's funny everywhere. though because if you listen to Split Zone Duo, this keeps happening with them, but this, they do theirs on yes. YouTube. Like yeah, so they're not, and I don't different. think they're recording How on did Discord. You make fireworks go off. I have no idea. I was cool. who's I doing this to us? Tell us who you are, you weirdo. Yeah. Yeah, all I was doing was holding my hoodie, and no one will type right now. It's the first time the chat's been quiet all night. Interesting. I can't, oh man, Very how interesting. How did you do that? I'm jealous. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, others, I don't know. Is there going to be a surprise transfer out, do you think? Uh, 
I mean, the answer to that is probably yes. I don't, if you're to say who's the transfer that, that's going to leave, like, I have no idea. Yeah, but I don't either. definitely someone's going to leave and we're going to be like, oh man, are you serious? Probably a defensive player. Yes. The thing I'm worried about is the line, right? Is it the, it's the line. Um, someone on the line leaving. Uh, Gene says a young receiver. That would be a huge bummer. I don't That'd think That'd be so. a big time bummer. I don't, but I mean, uh, I don't Jordan Lloyd, says I don't a running back. I'll be honest. If a running back left, I don't think anyone would really upset me. I, I'll be honest. I don't think anyone in the running back room uh, would really. I mean, bum Emmett me Johnson's out. the only one who would would even have other opportunities. Yeah, and like I liked him, but you know, and I wanted them to give him the ball more. I'm not going to pretend like yeah. there's revisionist history there. It's going to be that was also in part because I wanted them to take the ball out of the quarterback's hands. No, it's going to be somebody more like you know, like a. I'm I'm not saying it's this guy, but like a. A chief borders, right? Or I guess yeah. he just tra- he came in, but somebody I know like that, ty- like that had that type of contribution on defense, basically, yeah. is my yeah. guess. Someone will definitely surprise us. Um, you know, hopefully it's not I, yeah, that big be. of a deal. Like the Ernest Hausman one was like really yeah. shitty. Yeah. Yes, Gersel Ford definitely worried of another wow. Ernest Hausman situation. That sucked. Yeah, that wasn't very good. Apparently, there are hand signals. Oh, hey, there's a thumb. Oh. Oh, there we go. Look at that. I can't. I'm way better at this than you are, Jack. I want to do hearts. Stupid. It won't work for oh. me. Anyway. Okay. Um, <laughs> what did Jack say Sorry. about you? If a running back is averaging five part yards per carry, he's not getting the ball enough. That's true. Yeah, that happened a lot. That's true. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's my belief. Uh, yeah. It definitely happened way too much. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. All right. Is that it? That about it for football? Yeah. yeah, we can we can move on. Okay. Josh, uh let's let's start before we get into a little bit of Nebraska Creighton. I just mm. enjoy hearing your your <laughs> Hus Cross Cross says don't please don't move on. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with you, Hus. I let's think stay we hit on, on everything. If there's any, yeah. there's only so much to talk about during the talk about the Cowboys right now. Talk about the Cowboys? No. No, okay. not I mean no. I want to hear. I okay. think it's it's funny. At least you'll get both sides of the argument here. Josh, yeah. you uh you are uh, have very clearly expressed some disdain for Nebraska Creighton week and really just Nebraska Creighton responses to everything yes. that happens surrounding that game which can go on probably for weeks, I would guess yeah. after after the fact is over. Can you kind of describe the experience for us that you're talking about that's led you to this disdain? Yeah, I mean, part of it is definitely working with John, I think, would is how I would begin the conversation. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. I'm trying to be serious. Part of it's working with John. And so John is the voice. I don't know if any everyone knows this. John is the voice of the Creighton Blue Jays men's basketball team. Oh, I, didn't I work with John. I host a show with him for four hours every day, except when oh. he travels like he was today. And so he gets stressed by this game for the obvious reasons. I mean, Jack brought up a fact the other day on Monday's show of like, yeah, Nebraska won last year. And he was like, okay, okay, here come Nebraska. Oh no. All you said was like, they're undefeated. And he's like, here come Nebraska fans. They don't know what they're talking about with basketball. And so like, I know what will happen if Brayton wins and the version of John that I have to work with on Monday will be my, it's my least favorite version of John the whole year. It's post Nebraska beating Creighton John because he wallows. And you know, it's, it's very unfortunate for all of us. Um, So like I would start there, like that would be the first thing, but the main thing is the fan bases 
arguing with each other is like the most annoying shit all the time. And it goes all the way up even to the media members. Dean Marinas, Robin Washett, you know, Stephen Pivovar, may he rest in peace, and everybody else who covers both of these teams where Nebraska fans won't give Creighton any respect even though they made the Elite Eight. They made the Elite Eight, and it's not good enough for Nebraska fans. Meanwhile, though, Nebraska beat Creighton last year, and that's not good enough for Creighton fans. Well, but that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. I'm not going in there talking shit to the Eagles. You know, I don't make fun of risk for losing in the Super Bowl. You know, because they made it to the Super Bowl. Why would I make fun of them? But so that's the Nebraska version with Creighton. Like, give them a couple of flowers. They made the damn Elite Eight, but it's like, well, who, look who they beat along the way. Meanwhile, Creighton, you also lost to them on your home floor. And so it's just snipe, 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 snipe all the time. And yeah, it just, it's my, it's my, yes, I know I'm describing a rivalry, but I am in the middle of it and it's annoying as hell. And there's a lot of not creativity with some of the the sniping back and forth. And ugh, you sound just like I do when my kids are fighting is what you sound like. Yeah, it, it's what it feels like to be a parent when it the really kids, does. Kids are fighting. Uh, really you know, I hear what you're saying, but I still yeah, I know. You, I yeah, still yeah, enjoy yeah, it all. I enjoy it all. You should. And I've been yeah, had I've been on the you know on some of the media mix up. Mine have mainly been with. Like again, I have no idea who Matt D. Marinus is. I don't follow him on Twitter. I don't know who he. He covers Creighton uh, for a website called White and Blue Review. Okay, that sounds about right. That's um, why you don't follow him. So I don't know, but he and I have he and for some reason he has mentioned he's slid into my mentions at various oh, yeah. times uh, when I've said things. Um, the the brackets guy that used to uh, come oh, on the show, Kruger, yeah. I've had issue. I've had back and forth with him, yeah. Um, in terms of the media people, and then yeah, there is a whole. It's it's crazy. Like um, too, and 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 you talk about the fans and and going at John, but like okay, so like even me, I tweeted something back when this is weird. Combo when Eric Gilbert got arrested or whatever, I I tweeted something. Wow. Yeah, I know. It was a weird thing. But I, like, tweeted something about how I was annoyed that the NCAA took so long to rule on the on the um, waiver. Oh, and I yes. Said, and I, yes. I said, it doesn't excuse him, but, like, I, it, it sucks that this is what happens for these people. They wait, and it puts their lives on hold and all these, these things. And I got a ton of pushback for that. Fine. But, like, a ton of it was, like, From it Creighton got retweeted fans. around the Creighton world a bunch. Yeah. It, like, yeah. became a thing. To just rip me in the in the Creighton world for my take on Eric Gilbert. I think John yelled at you when you came on the show that week. John hated he hated that opinion. He hated that opinion about yeah Gilbert. I, yeah I had it out with a lot of people about that. Yeah. So but that but like for, there's still I mean there are a bunch of Creighton lurkers on my Twitter account that are ready that are just ready to pounce. Well, um, and the other thing too is like. You know, if you want to root for both, I don't care. That's totally fine with me. You know, I'll probably make fun of you because it's like pick a side. You know, like JB in here. Who is is he in here tonight? I think he is. I thought I saw him earlier. Yeah, either way, basketball, Creighton, football. Yeah, like that's Nebraska. totally fine. The thing that I just don't understand is the people that like hate Nebraska basketball but love Nebraska football, like actively dislike them. Like that shit is so weird to me. It's not I normal. I agree. Like again, root for Creighton. Root for them against Nebraska. That's totally fine. Don't like Nebraska basketball. Also, totally fine. But the active, like, hatred and dislike, it's just so weird to me. 
It's so weird. And so, yeah, it goes all the way up to, you know, like the media and, and, you know, and I get it. We're all territorial with our programs and like, you know, people still hold these crazy grudges from 2020 because of how Nebraska was treated by like some in the national media and that will never go away. Um, And so like this is just the super duper localized version where it's like, you know, people in Nebraska media like don't always defend Nebraska. And I don't think people in the, I mean, Creighton's media is much smaller, but like they don't always defend Creighton, but God, when it's these two teams, they do, you know, it's like, Oh, what a dirty play from Grant Gibbs. Like everybody says that from Nebraska side. That's what a dirty player that Grant Gibbs is. is, Damn it. This is just some random guy on a random team. No one would care. You know, chess asks an interesting question. He says, curious, when did the rival develop a negative negativity, toxicity to it? I hear back in the day, it was more pleasant. Josh, you probably heard me bring this up before, but I went, uh, in I went in O two to Chicago uh, bought tickets to the NCAA first and second round there with a buddy of mine while I was in law school before before the teams were named who were going to be in it. So we bought it. We got cheap tickets on Southwest. We flew out. We were so excited we were going to go to the NCAA tournament. Um, and that happened to be the year Creighton got in that was in that one. Um, and, and they, they beat Florida. They beat Florida uh, on a buzzer beater. Ter- Terrell Taylor hit a buzzer beater to. To win it, if I write, I, it's I my think, earliest March Madness memory because really? I got off school that day and went home and I watched that. And like you, I cheer. I was cheering so for Creighton. We cheered for Creighton when we were there. Yeah. And this, it was to that, it, and it sounds insane, but I mean, and I was as big a Nebraska basketball fan as there there was at that point. That level of animosity, like hatred between the teams. Obviously, you cheered for one where they played, but that level of animosity between the two fan bases was not there. And I still don't totally – a few things happened. In uh, Nebraska beat Creighton in the NIT, what, the next year, I think? And See, that's what I was going to ask you. Is it that? Is right. it the NIT and, and the new arena? So – You know, like – No, there was the Creighton – there was the thing with Nebraska beating Creighton in the NIT, and then a year or two later after that, uh, Nebraska came in when um, – Creighton beat the crap out of them. And like Jake Muleheisen was an assistant coach for Creighton then or helping in the program. And that was super weird. Um, oh, interesting. He was thinking about doing his coaching stuff. And Creighton fans did this shtick where they made PA announcements looking for people. They were saying so and so is on the phone for you. Um, and this was when Barry Collier was still there. It's saying like Mark Turgeon is on the phone. There's a call for Mark Turgeon, or they did something like that on the PA with all these other. Where it was coaches. a bunch of coaches yeah, that, that people like hire. rumored, right? Yeah, and Nebraska got pounded in that game, and it was incredibly frustrating. I think between that NIT game and that game, something changed right in that era. So between 03 and 05, something changed, and after 05 is when it started to really something happened after that. But I would yeah. say the true era that we're in had its beginnings then in about 05, 06, somewhere. Yeah, and then, I mean, obviously what coincides with that is Creighton becomes like a legit basketball school where they're making the tournament all the time. And and it coincided with Nebraska having their worst downturn, you know, where like they had some super unwatchable teams, some really bad teams, and, you know, just a a large stretch of futility. Um, And, I mean, like, I remember growing up, so I lived in Omaha, and so I would go to games, and I would root for Creighton. I stopped rooting for them when I went to college, but I never I never actively um, disliked them. And one of my reasons was, like, it was like, well, they're not really recruiting in the same pond. One school is in the Mo Valley. 
one school is in the Big 12 at the time. So it's like they they meet once a year, yes, but it, it's not even like they're competing against same competition. And then I think the Big East changed that. And it's like that's and that's when it all, I mean, there's another part about that too that annoys me where like there will be Nebraska fans who are like, but the Big East isn't a power conference. It's like, yes, it is. It, it but it is a power conference. It's like there's just this weird, this weird sniping. Um, Jordan says how much of it is private versus public. That would definitely, I think, plays a huge, huge part in it. It's true, but I that th- wasn't I think the football futility I mean, has also played in a, a big, big part of it, it too. It was private versus public in the eighties and nineties too, and nobody cared that much about this. Yeah, it, it, something That's changed. True. Some yeah. something some switch was flipped. How much do you think the for the football futility? Because like that Creighton fans, like diehard Creighton fans, really, really enjoy, really, really enjoy shitting on Nebraska football. Mm-hmm. Like they take so much pleasure in making fun of Nebraska yeah. football. I think, and that, like they obviously yep. weren't able to do that in the nineties. That's a part of know? it too. That's a yeah. that's a part of it too, and that would coincide, Josh, exactly with the era that I'm talking about, right? Yeah, the Bill Callahan exactly. era getting started. Yeah, so yeah, hundred percent. It's it it's all of that. But let me let me ask you this: Is Nebraska Creighton basketball the closest thing Nebraska has to a true football rivalry? Like, is that the closest thing that they've got to, you know, the the true the true local rivalries in football? What what that's really like? I think it is. I think that looks more like a true football rivalry than does Nebraska Iowa or Nebraska Man, Wisconsin. You think so? You think Iowa it, it, like I it's oh, getting closer. I don't know. Bruce I brings up again he says guys I know what it was. I'm being half serious. It was fucking Matt Brault. No. Matt Brault, I think played a big part in it too. Same That's a great era hundred percent. Because that was when Craig was on five ninety. Yeah. Yep. Exact same era. That's a great point. He needled the shit out of it because he was trying to get an audience, and in the one of the ways he tried to get an audience was leaning way into Creighton. That's a great way into Creighton. That's a great call. So the combo of those two games, Matt Peralt, the football being down, I think we're starting to identify a little bit of. He's a radio guy. He's a radio guy. Yeah, he was Um, on. He competed with Kevin and Michael in the mid five ninety, and he was a and he was a Creighton post game show. You did the Creighton post. Yeah, I think. Show. Yeah, I think he did a Creighton post game show. Um, man, he yeah. So he ended up. He does a show in Vegas now. I think he ended so, up leaving. And yeah, yeah he was anyway. in. I, I he was. In I Boston. hated him. I couldn't stand his show. He sucked. He was the guy I went to for during commercial breaks, and then at a certain point, I, I remember doing that. the year that Nebraska beat Creighton. What year would this have been? Where Ade Dogandero hit a buzzer beater at the Devaney Center. Um, was this like oh nine? I'm not sure. But that was in the that was wherever the peak of the Matt Peralt thing was because I remember driving home. I said, "No, we're not listening to KLIN tonight. We're listening to Matt Peralt talk about this loss and freaking eat it on five ninety. So whenever <laughs> that whenever that game was, that was when I was very triggered by him. So yeah, I, I, I yeah. can't remember what year that game was. Somebody probably can look. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. But going back to your question, I mean, I don't know because I. I would like to think it's Iowa, but I also know that there is this part of people around here that hate admi- admitting that a school is a rival because it's not Oklahoma and the fake idea of, well, you know, Nebraska and Oklahoma respected each other back in the 80s, blah, 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 you know. So um, maybe maybe it is Creighton where there are people who will actually admit, like, I despise them, I hate them, I root people against them say, all the time. I have heard more people openly say, Nebraska fans openly say that about Creighton than I have ever heard them say that any football fans say about another football team by far. Yeah. By far. I've heard more just complete openness about the utter disdain that they've got. 
There's way yeah. more hate in the, even though there's a smaller fan base for basketball, there's way, way more hate per person in that fan base for Creighton than there is in the football fandom for any opponent. Well, hey, and let's bring up another thing, too. You know, we hit on this a little bit with the idea of private versus public, but there's definitely a class element to how we view the fan bases. It's why we talk often about the sweater vest with Creighton, the wine and cheese crowd with Creighton, like just as ideas, and they'll make fun of Nebraska for being uneducated sidewalk fans, etc. So I think that that plays a part. Um, it plays a part in all of this. And this that too. commentary got ramped up. At that time, it wasn't like, I don't remember that comment. And it was partially because Creighton got better. That, I mean, that's a big part of it too, right? When was, was yes. Creighton, the Creighton basketball team going to a ton of NCAA tournaments through the nineties? I don't think so. Uh, no. They were good when they had Harstad and Gallagher. That was what late early nineties that they had those guys. But when Tony Baroni was there, but no, the success was nothing close to what it got to at the end of their run in the Missouri Valley. Um, yeah, you know what? Hey, it's, I'm happy you brought up that time period because I think that you also could bring up one more thing, and that's Dana Altman was a Nebraska kid uh, from what, Wilner, right? Wilner, Nebraska, and Nebraska never gave him a look when they were going through all these coaching changes. And Wilbur, thank you. Wilbur. Wilner, I was trying Wilner, to think. I don't know. I look, like, is there a place called Props Wilner? to me for getting most of the letters right. I mean, come on. I got most of them right. Wilner. I got the syllables and the sound. Wilner, Wilbur. <laughs> I was, I was uh, yeah, Western Nebraska. We all know what I'm go. talking about. Uh, uh, I didn't mean to. De- I'm sorry if that derailed my point too much. But I know, Jack, for a fact that his dream was to coach at the University of Nebraska. And they never gave him a look. And I have to imagine that that shit yeah. fueled him. Absolutely That's probably true too. fueled him. And so if he feels like they're looking down at him, then he is going to take that attitude, and then the whole team is going to feel like they're looking down on us. And, yeah, then they got really good too. And so, it, yeah. look, if Creighton was the team that was playing in, shit, what was the arena? I can't even remember it now. The old arena that they played in. The Civic. If they're playing in the Civic forever and they're getting 4,000 fans a night and they're, you know, a so-so Mo Valley school, no one's going to care about that. Does Nebraska doesn't right. hate UNO. And I know it's the same system, but like Nebraska fans don't hate UNO. Why? Because they don't view them as a competitor. You know, it's just the other, it's a school in Omaha. Creighton became a competitor. Creighton then passed Nebraska by far, ended up having the best player in the sport. Yada, yada, yada. And here we so, sit in NCAA tournament appearances, 89, 91, and then not again until 99. And then they were in 2000, 2001, 2003, 2005. Um, and then 2007, and there was a big – God, they had a five-year break until 2012 – and then they've been in. And that's essentially when they begin a stretch where they've missed it a couple of times, but not very many. Yeah. Not very many. And conference regular season champs. Well, here it is. Like, they didn't start winning. They didn't win a conference championship in, after 1991 until 01-02, right? And so, again, that was right when they started to get some success that they hadn't had in a while. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you guys are talking about wrestling. Iowa wrestling fans. That's all, all I can think about is that that mom of that wrestler breaking her glasses. Oh my <laughs> gosh, that was so funny. I love making fun of wrestling because uh, and chess. I didn't realize chess is a wrestling fan. That surprised me because Ch- chess is also a huge golfer. Um, 
Uh, so I guess I, I didn't think those yeah. two things would go together. But like, I will make fun of wrestling and say it's a stupid sport and I hate it. And John will be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We can't make fun of wrestling. But then like, he'll shit on the NBA all the time. There, there's this weird deference that we have towards the sport of wrestling. And I think that that has caused me to lean into my hatred even more of the sport of wrestling. I don't understand it. That said again, if you enjoy it, props to you. I just, I could not care any less about that sport. See, and this, but everyone wants us to talk about it. And, I'm like, no. And this is where I, I, and here's where you and I are different. You make fun of me from Big Ten Plus, but on a when I have nothing to do on a Friday night and Nebraska's on BTN Wrestling, I'll definitely turn it on and I'll what? watch it. What? That's gross. Yeah, 100%. Jack, I'll you do could that be watching Succession and you're watching wrestling? I like watching sports better than actual TV shows. I mean, the NBA is on. You can watch that. No. I don't. I'd rather watch anything than the NBA. Oh. I, I need. I need to watch things with a rooting interest. Okay. I can't do sports without a rooting interest. I just can't. Okay. The, and this is why I would be a problem gambler if I lived in one of those cell phone states. I'd be creating my rooting interest. And You'd all be just doing penny bets like you always do. Whatever. Eventually it grows, or I have a little success. Yeah, you'd be doing five cent my, bets over my skis. What, what do you, uh, I mean, have you seen enough of these Nebraska Creighton teams to even have a take on what's likely to happen on uh, on Sunday? Uh, we hit on a little bit today. Like, I thought, like, my my view it for the first, what, three weeks of the season was like, yeah, Nebraska's winning these games, but the competition's bad, so Creighton will win. And they'll probably win by, like, 10 points. And I don't know if I'm just getting spooked by the Creighton loss. I mean, I, I feel like we'll learn more tomorrow about them against Oklahoma State. There's a part of me that still thinks there's a little smoke and mirrors to what Nebraska is right now. Um, but you you kind of talked me away from that today. And I didn't I didn't take that to be like too much of like a homer take from you. You seemed again very measured when we were discussing it today. Yeah, very I just measured. think they're a different team than has faced Creighton in a lot of years. They're they're yeah. very different stylistically. They're very different depth-wise. They're very different in ways that they use their bench. Um, and they're very different size-wise. Uh, all of those things. So it's a super. This is just a super different team than Fred Hoiberg's fielded at all at Nebraska before. So, but I think Nebraska. The the issues I'm concerned about with Nebraska is, you know, despite when they played Duquesne, they only turned the ball over three times. I'm consistently going to be concerned this year that, you know, that they're not going to have they're going to have point guards who have issues turning the ball over or just o- overall turnovers. And then number two is I wonder what they're going to try and do stylistically because I think there could be a tendency for this Nebraska team to try to get out and run, kind of play the Hoiberg ball that you've expected. You saw from them a couple of times early this year. On the other hand, the way they beat Creighton last year was the exact opposite of that, like complete opposite of that. And I don't know, you know, maybe you could say that's how Colorado State beat them too and, and had some success against them. And so I'm not – I don't know. Um, I, I'm, I'm curious to see – if they're confident enough in the way that they can run, push speed, and shoot, that they try and compete against Creighton in that because that's where Creighton butters its spread. Exactly. And then the second thing I said this on the show yesterday, or today, is that last year the other thing is Kalkbrenner, they basically doubled constantly. They basically said, look, you're going to have to beat two guys. They did it with all the good bigs in the Big Ten, too. Same thing. is immediate doubles, trying to get them to turn the ball over, um, and – that Creighton didn't make outside shots in that game when they when he was putting it when he was dishing it out. Does Nebraska feel more confident that they don't need to do that now that they've got Mast 
um, inside a bigger body than they had last year at other times. And will that change the way that they defend from last year? Will they re- will they use the formula at all from last year or not? I guess is is the question. And it doesn't seem like the team is set up to do it that way. So I kind of doubt it. But there's also a part of me that's like, well, maybe that is still the best the best way to beat this team. Yeah, Husker for him. He says, "Got to be physical with Creighton. Mast is big. Kalk is huge." Um, and then there was another comment. I wanted to find it. Uh, oh, it was Matt who said, "Is Nebraska worse or better than last year?" Creighton. The same question. Um, I I think we'd agree that Nebraska is better at this time, oh, right, than they were last year. Better. Definitely better. Uh, Creighton. I don't know because going into the Nebraska game, like that was the beginning of a weird stretch. Like that was the. Was that the first loss? No, Creighton had lost. Yeah, they had lost by the time they played Nebraska, but that was in the midst of their six-game losing streak that was just really, really weird. Yeah, Yeah, Arizona Arizona State State. was in there, you know, uh, and then there were some good teams too, but Nebraska was in the middle of that. Now, part of that was Kalkbrenner was, um, he had mono, and so he was sick, Um, but they, everything just seemed out of whack. So I guess I would say that Creighton is better than that iteration, Certainly the the end of the of the year Creighton was, you know, much better than the one that Nebraska saw in that moment in time. Um what is that graphic? That graphic. Oh my gosh. I forgot <laughs> about that. <laughs> yeah, and Josh says that they missed their point guard. Yeah, they that, definitely I did. mentioned that when we were talking, Josh. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, two years ago, Damhart absolutely just I mean, just killed Nebraska uh the last time they played at Pinnacle Bank Arena. So Yeah. Yeah, that is a uh, that's a loss. That's a loss for that team for sure. Man, I looked at the stats today. I didn't realize Shireman was as like he's he's eating up the stats for the whole team right now. I I didn't realize he was that front and center. So yeah, and the and the other thing too is you know like Trey got off to such a great start um, before the Iowa game. We had Nick Ba on the show and. And I think he was shooting like 80% at the time. And I was like, obviously there's going to be some drop off. Like, what does that look like? Well, since then, Jack, he shot 47%, 46%, which those are fine. I would say, but then he went three for 10 and one for 16, one for 16, including zero for five from three. So he went one 11, one for 11 for two. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I didn't. So, I mean, everyone played like shit in that game, but like one for 16 is a pretty wild number. Pretty wild number. Yeah, so. that's that's crazy. But I mean, I pulled up the stats, and he's the he's the leading minutes guy. He was I can't remember if he was the leading scorer. He was right up there, that kind of thing. It was it was interesting. Uh, what's his name from from Grand Island? The transfer from Virginia is is not getting a whole lot of minutes. Although he's shooting pretty good from three point range, it looks like. I thought that was interesting too. So, mm. uh, all right. All right. And that's basketball. So Look at that. On. Look at me. Those I've are... talked basketball two two separate times today. Go the hell after Fred King when he's in there. Uh, the other thing is Nebraska in this game may have the rare distinction of having the most annoying player on the floor, which Creighton usually has. Uh, wow. Because wait, well, welcome when they get jo- Josiah Alec gets down there and starts. Um, <laughs> I'm not saying he's the most skilled player in the world, but he is going to trigger some some players on Creighton this year, which it usually seems mm. like there's guys on their team who do that to Nebraska. So that's another thing. Uh, Furl says, who wins on Sunday? We'll discuss that on Saturday's Ooh. pod. Ooh. Saturday's pod. Yeah, the Alex siblings. Yeah, it's probably, I mean, yeah, his his sister will also let you know, too, when she, she beats you as well, which I always enjoy mm. volleyball greatly. I like volleyball players go. who talk trash. Yeah? Yeah. 
Are we sad? I mean, obviously we're sad. Nebraska is not going for the undefeated season. Are we surprised that Nebraska is not going for the undefeated season? I'm not shocked. Like I kind of thought they would go in there and, and they're still down a player and Wisconsin got their player back that they were missing and they were going to be gunning for it. It's still a team that Nebraska's lost a ton of, ton of matches to. So no, I wasn't shocked. I'm not, you know, I don't know if it's going to help in the long run, but they did Josh, they did get the number one overall seed. And like, you can tell how much that helped in the way that the bracket was seated. It's like, all of the three of the the biggest threats to them are completely on the other side of the bracket, and you're only going to have to face one of them in Stanford, in Wisconsin, in Texas. You're only going to have to yeah. face one of those out of those. So that's that's good. Um, yeah, yeah. And they're going to play. You know what's weird? They're going to play the NCAA tournament on Friday night, the night after tomorrow, and they're going to play the worst team they played all year, all year in the first round of the NCAA tournament. <laughs> so. And it's it's in the postseason. Yeah. To, which, by the way. They're, they are playing Long Island University, who I contend has one of the best uh, logos, gear, color of any university that I'm aware of. Look it up. They're the Sharks, and they're like uh, they're like baby blue and yellow. Uh, it's a really – I love it. It's kind of like a Denver Nuggets sort of color scheme, but they're the Sharks. It's awesome. Great gear. I want a hat. So if the volleyball team is listening, could you bring me a hat? Bring us a hat. And sorry I said you're the worst team. <laughs> there you go. Oh, all right. What else we got? Anything else? Josh is very excited. Jo- oh, who's your four CFP teams? That's a good question. Um, I, I mean, I think it's, I, I think Georgia's going to beat Alabama. Yep. Uh, I think Oregon's going to beat Washington, but obviously the winner of that game gets in. Yep. Um, Josh and I are both together, and we hope Florida State loses because that storyline is going to be annoying no matter what we think. Hell yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I think they're going to win. Ooh, there's the long. Do you see that logo? Isn't That's that? a sweet logo. Good call. Thank you. Um, Michigan will win. And Michigan, Michigan, so. And Texas will win. And I think Texas probably gets in at Florida State. Florida State or Texas. But, yeah, I'll say Bama, Oregon, Michigan, and then Florida State or Texas. Uh, I will go and Georgia. Michigan, Oregon, Rose Bowl would be sweet. Yes. Yeah, that'd be badass. Uh, that'd be yeah, I'll go uh, Georgia, Michigan, Oregon, and Florida State. And then I think Texas is going to be the team that gets left out. And it go, the crazy scenario is if, obviously, Bama beats Georgia. That's the big part of it. And then, and then if Louisville would would win, that would things would get a little cr- crazy there. The Washington Oregon thing's really straightforward. You know, I think for the most part, I think it is. I guess there's a world maybe where Oregon misses. Um, it just depends on what they do with with Bama. If Bama wins, yeah, you know. If Bama wins, I, I do think that if Bama wins, they're going to box out Texas, which is just freaking wild because Texas beat them in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, but uh, I, I, I said it on my on our show today, Jack. I just I really hope that there is not there is not chaos. I don't want chaos. Um, I, I just I want a normal field. I would love for Florida State to lose and then everyone else that, that I want that I think will win win because then I think the playoff would be. Georgia one, Michigan two, Oregon three, Texas four. I think that'd be a great playoff. I think we'd have awesome matchups. Um, I think Georgia would win, and I'd feel very comfortable picking them, but I think it could be a good game. I think Michigan, Oregon, incredible clash of styles. I finally look forward to a playoff game. Yeah, not to mention the uniforms at the Rose Bowl. I mean, that would be all the old riders that are like the sunset. Like, I'd be like, all right, I'll give it to you for this game. I'll give it to you for this game. And I think I think I'm with I'm with Josh. I've been saying this for a month. He says, Oregon, not a lock, but best chance to beat Georgia. 
I could not agree more. I think that in the playoff, they would have a better chance of beating Georgia than Michigan would. I think they would have a good chance of beating Michigan as well. So I think that'd be a kick-ass playoff. I think it'd give us the most interesting games. Um, Not to mention, the playoff this year is on New Year's Day, which is awesome. New Year's Day is on a Monday this year, which is also awesome. So, good stuff. Man, Oregon, Dan Lanning was such a freaking good hire. Man, I did not see that for him to be that good of a hire. Yeah, He's just combined... He's brought. He's done the most un-Oregon stuff at Oregon, and it's totally worked, right? He's yeah. brought the SEC to Oregon is what it feels like. Yeah, he has. Um, and Sam McEwen has said multiple times publicly that he thinks Nebraska could have had him if they would have fired oh, Frost a couple oh, years ago. God. So, yeah, Stop. if you want to get really Don't depressed, think about that. Because everyone who's, like, today is, like, arguing about recruiting and, and what we will pay, like, that guy is freaking ruthless. Plus, one of the best things I think about Dan Lanning is he is an incredible manager of the game you know like people debated the going for fourth down stuff against washington but it all made sense i love how he treats in-game management i think he does a tremendous job at doing so not to mention i mean jack remember back when colorado was good and uh and he was like they're going for clicks and we're going for wins or whatever it's like that was damn and like and then just, they went out and kicked the shit out of them they just they don't look like a pac-12 them. team either Right, I mean, just the way they play defense, the way they hit. Yeah. Oh, they that, fly around those sorts of things. Yeah. It's just and it, it kind of combines, but they still have that Oregon brand. I don't know, man. Yep. Everybody's like, oh, Ohio State, and Michigan are going to play every year twice in a row. Uh, I watch out for the Dutch. Oregon's going to have some. Oregon's going to have something to say about that in the next few years. Couldn't I agree can, more. They they recruit at a high level and they're really good uh, on defense and they're really good on offense. And Josh says Bonix was garbage at Auburn. Amazing development. The guy's completing eighty percent of his passes. I mean, what are we talking about here? And his throws are good. It's not, it's, he's not like the bears the other night, dinking and dunking down the field. He had some incredible throws in the civil war on black Friday. And same with Kalen DeBoer on offense with Washington and quarterback development. Yeah. Same. I just worry, you know, like someone, you know, if if you want to say, I'm going to pick Washington, I, that's fine. They did it already, but man, I just, I really worry about that team. They, they, I think they peaked in early, in early October. Uh-huh. I agree, and they feel more like the prototype. I mean, they're they're a little bit USC ish, not as much as USC is. They're a little bit more of a prototypical Pac Pac twelve team, right? The yeah. great offense, um, marginal defense, but but their offense also though their offense when it's humming looks as impressive as any of those teams. I'd also say yeah. that. Like in the running game, it's like jeez. Couple I watched, and it was against USC, so take it with a grain of salt. I remember watching their running game, Washington's running game, and just how I don't know big and fast everything looked in their running game. I'm like, man, that does Nebraska's running game looks nothing like that. Nothing like yeah. Washington's. Ugh. Yeah, nothing looks like Washington's. Yeah, I mean. UCLA and USC, those are not the ones to be concerned about in the first years of the expanded. No, it's it's the Pacific Northwest teams. I still don't, I still think Lincoln Riley might leave. I still think Lincoln Riley might leave. That'd be fun. It'd be interesting. I kind of hope it happens. What rumor did I hear? Oh, I heard Dil, rumor I heard today was Dylan Gabriel. Maybe it was like a message board geniuses thing, but it was Dylan Gabriel to uh, to USC, which I don't know. I guess that could happen as a grad transfer. But yeah, I don't like that's that. Kind of a weird one. I don't like that for anybody. Well, the Riley leaving us. I mean, Riley's always Riley's going to the NFL. Lincoln Riley's going to the NFL at some point, right? We all agree on that. That's I would think. Like, in, we I, thought I feel that like five he, years ago too. But yeah, but I mean, Jack, given how poor the defense has been, like you know, 
I don't know. Did it it, I think for, it, like, I think it was Cliff Kingsbury. I think it was very obvious. Cliff Kingsbury was a weirder hire in the NFL. That's true. That's true. I would agree with that. Josh says Harbaugh to the Bears next year. No way. Kevin Warren is not going to hire Jim Harbaugh. No way. If he goes to the pros, which I think is very realistic, I think the Patriots would be one possibility. I think the Chargers would be another possibility. Josh says Panthers, Scott. That'd be amazing if they went with a college The original Spygate crew reuniting with Jim Harbaugh. That would be classic. Oh, man. The the memes and the jokes would be. Wow. That would be amazing. Yeah. But again, like I said to you, Josh, at the show today, you got to have a villain. You got to have a villain. It makes things more interesting. And so I'm glad Michigan should be there for the college football playoff. Uh, I just hope there's another team that's not too villainous lining up against them that I can at least cheer for. Yeah, or, yeah. We let's all, we could all root for Oregon, and then you know, depending on what happens, we could. I guess if they play Georgia, obviously I'll be rooting hard for Michigan. So, yeah, I, I love how people just assume, oh, Ohio State and Michigan are going to be one two in this conference in perpetuity forever. Okay, stop. Chill out. Michigan people, was horrible for a to, long time. People need to like actively bad. college football goes in cycles and it does not yeah. stay static in terms of standings forever. That's stupid. Correct. Correct. So, all right. I think we're done. I think we got everything that we wanted to hit tonight. Um, yeah. Let's see. Back Good to times. You and I only talked for, so we did four hours on the air, five, another hour here. And then we also talked on the phone for a half hour. So we have, we have talked for almost six hours today, Dude, Jack. It's crazy. Yeah, uh, we almost talk six hours worth of lives. content. Content. Yep. If you missed any of, if you can't get enough of us right now, there are uh, four hours of podcasts available at 1620thezone.com. If you would like to yeah. take a listen to those. Um, yeah. Josh Saturday, let's see, is there anything weird, special Saturday? I can't remember. No, nope, just us normal? talking about the Pac-12 championship and previewing the final day of many games in college football. It's Jack's least favorite day. Second least favorite day of the season. Second least Second favorite. Least favorite. We'll be having another yeah. podcast on my least favorite day too of, yeah. of uh, college football the week after. Oh yeah. Is it a brewery uh, Saturday for you next? No, week? I'm going, I'm going tomorrow though. Cause, uh, oh. A little peek behind the, the curtain. Uh, we're recording the end of the show tomorrow because John has to get to the arena. So I'll be off work at 5.30. So I'm going to zip on over to, to the brewery tomorrow and have a tasty beverage a before the Cowboys game. Ooh, oh, I'm yeah. sort of jealous of your tomorrow. We're getting into yeah. the yeah, we're getting into the time of year that I like to live vicariously through Josh. Yep, football season's done, so it's brewery I mean, season, baby. I don't really know. There's nothing really stopping me from doing that either. I just... No one. To yeah, do you have older kids, right? I don't. It's not like I have to get home and take care of my kids or something like that. I exactly. Just, I think it's more. The, it's more Josh that I just don't have anyone to do it with. If we want no, to be, if we want to be text. weirdly sad about don't it. Don't you have Lincoln friends? You have friends in I Lincoln. Do. I do, but nobody has time to do squat anymore. You get a certain age, and no one can ever do anything. They're yeah. never available. They work late, or they got, or they got younger kids than me, and they got sports crap every single night. So gross. Yeah. Every yeah. night. Yeah, so. I, I pick my spots with my best friend in Omaha, uh, who is at the time of hit. Yeah, he's not in here, so he'll probably be listening to this tomorrow. So he knows that I'm talking about him. We probably hang out like once a month. We'll get together and do something. Um, so like I'm, we're having lunch on Sunday, so I'll see him on Sunday. Uh, we text a lot, but we, you know, got to pick your spots to hang out because he has children. One of them is very, very young. And so, you know, got to do what you got to do. Yep. I'm, uh, 
I'm I'm freeing myself from the young the bondage of young children very quickly. It's very. We're gonna nice. have to talk in a couple of years, Jack, as your daughter gets older and she gets ready to go on into the college life. Like you're gonna yeah. have to find some hobbies, some things to do. Uh, hopefully, some- it'll be things like traveling and mm. uh, going to games and going to concerts and you know, I don't know, being trying to find a way to quasi retire. That'd be good. Well, that does sound nice. At age 50, I retire. whatever that is. Yeah. That'd all right. Well, we got to find some money for us all, I guess, is what hey, we got to do here. Time to start marketing the I-80 Club more. It's time to end yeah. the marketing embargo. Yep. It's time. It's time. <laughs> Tell your friends to subscribe. Patreon.com slash yeah. I-80 Club. Everybody bring in a friend during the... Uh, before the end of hey, the Hey, if you're year. listening to that? this Some on the homework. free feed, why not yeah. Why not try it out? It's We're so much fun. To, yeah, what's wrong with you? Why wouldn't you do this? What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. Is, is yeah. that the way that you endear people to your club? Yeah. What the hey, you r- idiot. What, what the hell's wrong us. with you? What? We what? say the F word in here sometimes. Sometimes. This is very fun, very cool. Yeah. Very o- cool. Open a speakeasy called the Serious Room. That's a great idea. The Serious oh. Room. I love it. Nice. Nice. All right, yes. Yeah, if you would like to be a part of this and be a member of the Discord 24-7, access to a community at all times to talk Husker sports or whatever interests you, how yeah. huge is that? You can have that with a mere $5 a month, right? $5 a, mere a month. $5 a month. You could have that. Add a couple of bucks to it. You could have access to pretty significant amount of inside information. Inside info. Yeah, not we have some only, good stuff in there. Not only from Josh and I, but we've got a whole bunch of Members who also have pretty good scoops, correct? On, on very good stuff, very stuff. good info. So, yeah. like, we literally knew the starting quarterback for every game after the Jeff Sims injury this year. Every game we had who it was, every single game. Yep, we've had so. talk about who the next president of the University of Nebraska is going to be. We've had inside stuff about injuries, we have inside stuff about, I mean, I can't even remember everything that we've got. Yeah. Lots and lots of stuff about Trev Alberts, all kinds of stuff. Yep. And uh, that's available on our Discord if you are a VIP member. And you can listen to the podcast live as well. Uh, we'd love to have you join. We haven't been pushing it a lot, but like I said, if Josh and I are going to retire early, we need to get going on this thing. So. Hell yeah, we do. Yeah. All right. We'll see you all later, everybody. Goodbye, podcasters. Bye.